You know, most of us have heard the saying, perception is reality, right? Have we probably heard that people say that? Well, perception is reality. Perception is reality. In other words, however I see things, that's, that's, that's reality. That's true. That's truth, right? That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's what that saying is, is, is referring to. You know, but I would say, is it really reality? You know, is perception really reali- reality? Um, and that, you know, when I've, I've been in the business world, um, uh, you know, business, business administration degree, you know, and started, you know, when our kids were young, we went, I went back into, into the business world and, 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 and was working and, and that was, that was always a big thing, you know, well, perception is reality. And it really always bothered me. I'm like, just didn't sit right with me. And like, why, why doesn't that, why does that not just quite I don't know. It just there just wasn't something quite right about it. And I just wasn't really sure why. But um, but it's it's really is like how you perce- it's it's how you what they're saying is how you perceive or see something um, as as being true, right? And and so is it really how you per- perceive or see something? Is that really truth? Um, so if we dig into it a little bit and we start to kind of and I you know, just kind of stick with it, I'm. I'm laying the groundwork here for, for where I'm going. But if we look at, per, if, if we just look at that, the definition of those words. I always like to define words because I like to be on a on a on a the same playing field, right? Where we all know what we're talking about. So I always like to define things. Um, I think that's important. And so if we look at perception, you know, the word perception, um, and and define that. That this is just simply from. Um, from the Webster's Dictionary. And it just says, it, it says, the way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression, right? And so that's, that's what the word perceived means. Whereas reality, if we define that, just again, just from the Webster's, it is the world or the state of things as they actually exist existence that is absolute self-sufficient or objective and not subject to human decisions or conventions interesting right those those two things are completely different perception and reality are not the same thing so when someone says you know perception is reality they can't equal each other based on those definitions right um, and so, um, and if our perception of things is what shapes our reality, I would, I would suggest that we're living in an alternate reality than what actually exists, potentially. You know, our perception might be, might be telling us what, what's really true, right? But in all, al- in, in all act- actuality, you know, our perception is, is, is really formed by our experiences by our you know by our our background by different things and so there are what we would call filters so when we see something we have filters immediately we filter through something we filter through those things and we start to to develop you know ideas and thoughts and whatever what that reality is and so um and this notion of you know the you know, perception is reality really falls under 
a postmodern ideal. And so what I mean by that is, you know, postmodernism is probably, I don't know, 20, 30 years old-ish. And what it is is that reality or truth, right, is whatever you make it, right? Truth is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relative, thank you. Truth is relative. Like everything's relative. Relativism, right? And so that's what this idea kind of, kind of runs through is this idea that you know, truth is relative. And so however I see something, well, that's my reality. That's my truth. You hear that in, in the culture today, right? That's my truth, right? And so that's, that's kind of how it's all, what it's all rooted in. It's a humanistic, you know, innate in its nature, it's, kinda, it's a humanistic thing. It's based on human reason and human thinking, but we know in Proverbs 3 through 5, or 3, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, not, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Right? And so if this, if this idea is, in, you know, is in humanistic in nature, it's devoid of the influence of the divine. Right, and we're walking in a in a in a in a strictly based on on, on what what we what we want to make it to be. I love what the Amplified version says how it how it says this. Um, just expounds on it. it. Says trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. And then I, I, I you know, and oftentimes we stop there, but I, I, I kind of read on and I thought it was really interesting that the following verse, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, and all your inner parts, and refreshment, your physical well-being to your bones. It's health to you when we do that, right? And so just, I, I just really, really like that, that, you know, the expounding of, of the, you know, the word there and the, 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 the greater meaning and depth of it. And so um, really what, what this, this idea is, it's, it's, and this is this is from psychology today, right? Even psychology. I, I was as I was research as I was researching and studying and whatever, found this article from Psychology Today, a secular source that says that it's employed as a tool. The the idea that perception is reality. It's employed as a tool to beat others into accepting someone's preferred so-called reality. And so. What it, what it is is you say, perception is, re- well, perception is reality. And so you just have to accept it because that's how I see it. And so you can't, you can't argue it. You can't discuss it. You can't have a, you know, whatever. It's just, that's how I see it. So that's how it is, you know, and you just have to leave it alone. You can't, you know. And so, um, so it assumes that what we see is true. That what we see is true, right? And so, 
and, and, and that there is nothing beyond what we see, that there's nothing beyond what, you know, what's right in front of us and what we see with our own eyes. And so, um, again, from Psychology Today, and this was an article in 2009, this is kind of a long quote, but I'll, I'll just I'll try to parse it out here a little bit. But it says, Perception acts as a lens through which we, re- which we view reality. Our perceptions influence how we focus on, process, remember, interpret, understand, and act on reality. In doing so, our tendency is to assume that how we perceive reality is an accurate representation of what reality truly is. Does that make make sense, sticking with it so far? Right? And so how we, it's telling us how I see something is really what it, what's true, but it's not necessarily what's, what's, what's true and accurate. And he says it's not. The problem is that the lens through which we perceive is often warped in the first place by our genetic predispositions, our past experiences, prior knowledge, emotions, preconceived notions, self-interest, and cognitive distortions, or, you know, the things in our mind that are maybe not quite you know, lined up. Does that make sense? So I just thought that was interesting that even, you know, even <coughs> even from that article, like, you know, people recognize that this, this is maybe not, you know, not a good way to look at things. And so I, I guess I would liken it to anyone, any, how many, anybody, fishermen, fishermen in here? Anybody gone fishing? We've all gone fishing, you're fishermen, you know, right? And you go for small panfish, Right? What do you use? A, a pole and a line and hook and some worms. Right? And what? What do you put on the end of it? A bobber. Right? Put a bobber on there. You know, you throw it out there and then what? You wait. And 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 if you're, you know, if you're, you know, any you know, certain age, you might get unpa- impatient. And not wait too long. Like, well, nothing's happening. You know, oh, let's do this again. Reel it in. All right, let's cast it back out. Reel it in. Let's cast it back. Okay, that's not that kind of fishing. Right? You got to wait. You got to be patient, right? And so as the bobber sits there, we're, seeing, we're looking at it and we're seeing the bobber. Well, the bobber isn't doing anything. Bobber's not moving. What is going on? Clearly, nothing is happening. But what we don't see is down below the surface. There's fish circling that hook. Hopefully. If you're, if, you know, if you're a good fisherman. Just kidding. Right? But you, the, the fish are, are circling that hook, or, going, or at least in the proximity, right? And circling that hook and deciding, do I want to take a bite of this worm or not? You know? I don't know. This looks a little fishy. <laughs> no pun intended. <coughs> that was a dad joke for you. Um, Right? But I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, whatever. Right? And so, so we, we look at the surface and we say, well, nothing's happening. The bobber's not moving. So clearly, this is, a, this is a waste of time. Why am I doing this? You know, or whatever. It's kind of like, right? Our perception is off. We don't see what's below the surface. We don't see what's going on. Right? But being a good fisherman that we are, we wait. Because we have faith that something's going to come along and bite that hook, and we're going to get a nice big sunfish, you know, two pounder, you know, and feed the family for you know one meal, whatever. I don't know, depending on how big your family is, right? 
right? And so we 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 see this, and that's just kind of that that idea of like perception is not always reality, is it? Or um, what about uh, what about a dog whistle? You know, think about a dog whistle. Yeah, there's there's dog whistles, right? Somebody blows a dog whistle. You see the person blowing this dog whistle, but there's no sound coming out. Is there sound coming out or is there not sound coming out? Because we don't hear sound coming out. And so we see the person blowing this whistle and we're like, well, I don't hear anything, so there must not be sound coming out, right? Our perception is that something should be coming out of that whistle, but I don't hear anything. And so it must not be sound coming out. If a fall tree, if a tree falls in the woods, and <laughs> right, if a tree falls in the woods, and no, I, I, right, and so we can see that that the person is blowing this whistle, but we don't hear anything, and so right, our perception is is not necessarily what's real, what's re, what reality is, and so all that laying the groundwork brings us to Second Corinthians five. 2 Corinthians 5, where Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he's reminding them of their assurance in eternal life. He's telling them, you know, hey guys, you know, what you, what you see right here and right now is not all there is to, to life. There's something beyond this. There's something beyond what you see and I, I, you've you got to know that, that, that this is true. This is, this is, this is what... This is re- real reality, right? And so in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1, he says, For we know, he starts out with that. For we know. Right? That's confidence. That's assurance. That's, he's like, we know. Like Paul was, he was, like you can take this to the bank. We know. He's reminding them of that. We have, a, we, we have knowledge and understanding of, of the resurrection. And as a result, we can have confidence in our redemption, in, the, in what Jesus did for us on the cross. We know that he did this, right? If you go back and look at the historical record, you know, if you go back and look at all of things that have been written, whatever, right? There are records after records after records after records that testify of what Jesus did, of the of the actual event, right? And they and they they've studied these, and the, you know you can go back and do your own research. But they the 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 um, accuracy of what was written, they say, is far more accurate, line for line, word for word, than most ph- philosophical books that were written back in the time. And so there's there's even even from a scientific and a historical perspective. We can have we can say this is this happened, right? And 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 what Jesus said he did he did, and so so that that truth that truth of what he says of us that we can have knowledge and understanding of the resurrection and and as a result have confidence that we are redeemed that we are that we have redemption that we have eternal life. Um, Matthew Henry's commentary says he does not only know or as well assured by faith or the truth and reality of the thing itself that there is another and happy life after this present life ended but he has good hope through grace 
of his in, in interest that everlasting blessedness of the unseen world. And so he's like, Paul is saying, you, you guys, we can know this. But there's a caveat to that, right? And so he says, we know in, bar, in verse 6, he says, we are, we are always confident, knowing that our hope rests in eternal home with God. And right toward the end of it all, he wraps it up by saying, in verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And that was the that was the the, the kind of the the main gist that's been that just has been stirring in my spirit all week is we walk by faith and not by sight. And so all that that I said in the beginning, right, is whatever we see isn't necessarily how we should be walking. We don't walk necessarily based on what we see. We walk by the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. We walk by the faith that we have in him and what he says about us and what he says is ours and what he says, you know, the promises that he made to us. And so we walk in that faith. We walk uh, according to that. And, you know, and Paul is kind of laying it all out there. He's saying, you know, we have this heavenly home. We have this place. You know, what, what you see here is not, all, is not all there is to life. This isn't the end all be all. You know, and so when things end here... You know, I, you know, people, I've, you know, I've had people, I've had discussions with people and they say, well, when it's, when, when it's all done here, it's just you're six feet under and that's it. Worm food. You know, you just, that's it. That's all there is. You know, and that's not, that's not what the word says. That's not what Paul is saying. He's like, there's life beyond this. It's not, it's not just what we see. And so we got to walk by that faith because we don't, we don't necessarily see it with our own eyes. So if we don't see with our own eyes, is that not reality? Is the heaven, you know, is, is, the, is the eternal home of heaven, is that not reality because we don't see it? Right? And so Paul said, we've got to walk by faith. Faith is, you know, in Hebrews, you know, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? And so it, 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 faith isn't based in what, necessarily in what we see. And he's, he even talks to the disciples and he says, you know, you, you know, I think it was, was it, uh, why am I losing the name? Thomas, right? Thomas, you believed because you saw. You know? You saw the, you know, you saw the, the holes in my hands and my feet and in the sides, and you, so you believed. But blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. Right? Blessed are those who, who believe, even though they haven't seen, what, you know, what I'm, what I'm telling them. And so, and so there's, 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 there's hope. There's, there's life. There's assurance. And when we walk in that faith in the things that we don't see, we're blessed because of it. And so that's, it really starts with believing, right? And so we don't, we don't and basically what he's saying to, to Thomas and the disciples is that you don't, you don't see to believe. You believe to see, right? You believe and then you see. And God, it says, open the eyes of our understanding that we will know. 
right? We, we pray that all the time. God, open the eyes of our understanding. Even for me personally, like, Lord, what's going on in this situation, right? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I cannot answer the question of what happened with, with Pastor Jonah. We've been praying for him. We've been praying over him. We've visited him in the hospital. People have been visiting him at home. We've been praying. We've been believing for his healing. We know where I can't. I, I can't. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not God. I don't see all things, and so I can't answer that. There's so many things that are unseen, but God, open the eyes of my understanding so I can understand what's what's happening and what's going. Because my heart is to want to to want to pray for people when they are sick, when they are hurting, when they are you know, in those situations and to see them recover, right? And we know that there's a time that the Lord has a time for us all, right? But I just pray that, that, that we wouldn't go one second before the Lord has for us, amen? And so as we walk that out, it's like we need to walk by faith. And, you know, the songs that we're saying, right, that today, even that was like, it's... Even though my eyes don't see, it, it's well with my soul because I have faith in what God said. And let that faith rise up. Let that faith come up so that we can walk and say, it's well with my soul. God, I don't have all the answers. I see, we, it, you know, the word says we see through a, dark, a glass dimly. We see only in part with our eyes. And that's why perception, we have to be careful with how we perceive things. Because we're seeing it through a filter, we see we're seeing it through a glass dimly, right? It's not it's not it's it's not completely clear to us at this point. So we, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know why, you know. And we have this is kind of the first question that comes to mind, isn't it? Why? Why did this happen? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. You know, why this or why that or why 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 him or why, you know, why now or you know, and those things those questions come up. And especially in an end-of-life situation, it causes us to question. And, that, and, that, and that's okay, you know. God's, God's big enough to handle those questions. He's big enough to, to you know, take those and, and to, you know, talk with you about it, right? And so, um, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't get us to the point where we're, you know, so rocked that it, we lose our faith over it. God, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know. But I still believe that you are God. You know, like I said in the be- in the be- in the beginning, you know, when you don't have the answers or when you don't understand, you go back to what you do know. You start there. You start at what you know. I know God is good. How do I know God is good? Because I have seen over and over and over and over and over again the things that he's done in my life. I've seen the things he's done in other people's lives. Things that you can't just write off as coincidence and say, well, yeah, that was just chance. Well, there's been a lot of chances in my life then. (laughs) Right? You can't write those things off. You can't say, no, that that was just, you know, whatever. I've, I've seen him, so I know he's good. I know he's good. And I know that he, I know that he's working. I know that he's uh, operating in people's lives. You know, just the fact that that someone would get 
would turn their life over to him and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't know, you know, whatever. I, I, I surrender to you. I give you my life. And I ask, Lord, that you just, you be the, the guide of my life going forward. You know, to, to be able to, to just even surrender to him and say, enough, I can't do this on my own. I need to give, I need to give it over to you, God, because clearly you know better than I do and you have my best interest at heart. So I'm, I'm done trying to, trying to drive the car on my own. So pull over, get out of the front seat, and don't be a backseat driver with Jesus. You know, don't try to tell him what to do, right? Just go along for the ride, right? And do what he asks you to do, amen? And so Paul knew that the Corinthians were going through struggles. He knew that. He, 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 you know, he was closely tied to them. He, he knew what, that what they were struggling with. And if you go back to verse 4, it, it, he even talks about it. In verse four, in Second Corinthians, verse four, in, in uh, cha- uh, verse four or chapter four, verse seven, he says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us." And he says in verse eight, he says, "We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair." You know, some sometimes these things we just we just get perplexed. We're like, I don't get it. What is going on, God? What? Why is this happening? Why is this happening now? You know, okay, remove remove us from you know from the the real personal and and uh, you know touchy thing of you know of of life because that that gets real personal and real you know real heavy. But what about you know? I don't know if you've seen the news, but what about you know, what about what's happening in Israel right now? You know, that kind of stuff. It's like, you just, you know, we get purple. What's going on, God? Well, I don't understand what's happening, right? What's, and so that's, what, that's why we go back to him and say, I don't know. But he says, we don't get in despair over those things, right? Why? Because of the hope that we have in him. We don't get, we don't get, but he's telling the Corinthians, he's saying, yeah, we're, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of our, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Right? So we're, we're always carrying that around, knowing that that Jesus died for our sins, that he, he, he died for our redemption, and we carry the life that he has because of that. In spite of what we see. Right? And then in the, in the, in the end of chapter 4, Paul says, he finishes off with, and he says in verse 16, I wasn't sure if you were following along or not. Okay, Second <laughs> Corinthians 4, verse 16. It says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Even though our, in, our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, Paul calls it a light affliction, the things that with the persecution... You know, the things we go through, the troubles, the whatever, he calls them light affliction. Oh, thanks a lot, Paul. That's really great of you. You have no idea what I've gone through, right? You don't know, right? And we can get all, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, 
you know, get all, get all our attitude on about that, right? But he calls it light affliction compared to for our, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceedingly exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. All this is temporary. And so if we think all this is all there is, like, right, this is all just temporary. It's all going to go away. Right? And he says, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The things which are not seen are eternal. And so there is more beyond what we just see right here, beyond what our perception might be of what reality is, what's right in front of us right here and right now. And not to downplay or discount struggles. I mean, you know, there are troubles and they, they are, it, there's, it's, sometimes it's really hard, it's difficult. Sometimes we go through hard things and it's hard, I mean, it is. And sometimes you think, how am I ever going to make it through this? What, are we, what am I going to do now? I don't know, but you know, I've, I've, there was a time when, when I was working, I was at a company for six years, six and a half years. And one day they came to me and said, yeah, thanks, but you know, we don't need you anymore. You know, and, and walked me out the door. It was a layoff. I mean, I didn't get fired. Just put it out there. I didn't get fired. But it was layoffs, right? And the company had bought our company, and you know, and they were restructuring or whatever. And I mean, t- I mean, we had 200 people in that company, and when, when it was all said and done, there was probably less than there was probably 75 people left. You know, just just everybody, you know, lawyers and I mean, high-profile people just walking out the door. It was like you're not, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, that's hard. That's a that's a moment in life that's just like hard to walk through. You know, I mean, I'm the I'm I'm you know, we're we're homeschooling our kids. You know, and so we don't have insurance, we don't have income, we don't, you know, I mean, what am, what are we going to, I mean, your mind just goes, just whatever, you know, praise God, he carried us through it. He carried us through it, every moment of it. But we don't, you know, we, we look at that and we're like, that's what's right in front of us right now. And it's like, this is real. This is, this is hard, you know, but, but it, that's not all there was. It was more beyond that. And so, um, and so he says, we don't lose heart in those things. We don't lose heart because we know the hope we have, the assurance we have. So as, fo- as followers of Christ, we can always trust our eyes. We can't always trust our eyes to give the full picture of reality. We need to let faith be our guide to illuminate the truth and be a light unto our path. That's what faith does. It will illuminate the truth and light our path up and we can walk in that. And so let that faith arise. God, if you if you're lacking faith, if you're like I I don't know, I can't, you know, God, rise up within me. Let that faith rise up within me and let me walk in that. Let me not be, you know, destroyed or in despair or, you know, those things that Paul says. Martin Luther King Jr. said, "Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase." Right? Memory, I mean, if you've ever been in a, in a house where it's really dark at the top of the stairs and you don't really see the whole top of the stairs and you're like, ooh, 
I don't know if I want to take, I don't know if I want to go up there. Where's the light switch? <laughs> you know, there is no light switch. You got to just go up there because the light switch at the top of the stairs. Because who did that? I don't know. Somebody, whoever designed that house was not thinking. You got to put a light switch at both sides, right? We had that at our old house in White Bear until I fixed it. <laughs> right? I put a light at the bottom of the stairs too because that's smart. <laughs> Right, and so you walk up the stairs, and it's dark, and you're like, ah, you know. And fortunately, it wasn't a real long dark uh, stairway, and it was at the top. But you know, I mean, he's saying, you know, you take that first step. That's that first step of faith, even though you don't see the whole staircase. You take the next step. Okay, God, I'm stepping with you. Right, faith steps out like that. According to Hebrews, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 6. We'll finish with this. It says, walking by faith means living life in light of eternal circum in, in, in light of eternal consequences and circumstances. To walk by faith is to fear God more than man. To walk by faith is to obey the Bible even when it conflicts with man's commands. I'm not saying go out go out and break the law. That's not what I'm saying. You know. Well, you know, I mean, pastor said I could speed today because, you know, I don't have to watch, you know, I don't have to obey the laws. It's not what I'm saying, right? But when it conflicts, when somebody is telling you to do something that's contrary to the word of God, right? You obey God in that. To choose righteousness over sin, no matter what the cost. To trust God in every circumstance and to believe God rewards those who diligently seek him regardless of who says otherwise. That is walking in faith, walking by faith, right? And so when we do that, we see, we start to see things happen and we start to, we, 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 have, we set our feet firmly on the rock. We firmly fix our eyes on Jesus and we go, yeah, I don't get it, man. This stuff is, you know, I mean, you know when they're in the boat and that storm is hitting, you know, you don't think they were, you know, getting rocked around a little bit. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, when they, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't know how big of a boat it was or what, you know, but they were getting rocked around. They were feeling it. They were feeling the waves. They were, I mean, the waves were coming in the boat and they were starting, I mean, it was starting to fill up and they were bailing it out. And they go to Jesus and I, you know, I say in, in modern day vernacular, dude, Wake up, dude, wake up, you know, what are you doing, why are you sleeping, do you not, you know, I'm sure they were a little more frantic than that, but right, I mean, they were getting rocked, they felt it, it was, it, they were feeling the stuff and, and whatever, and sometimes the storms of life, they rock us around and we feel that, and, you know, God made us to have emotions and feelings and whatever, but we don't lose sight of What's, what's what really is true in that reality, the real reality. Amen?